Hello, welcome to another episode of Discussion with a Tree. Today we're going to ask the question, what is the purpose of the ego? And I'm joined by Mr. Robert Dold. How are you, sir? Uh, great. How are you, Mikkel? I'm good. Thank you. So... We were talking about the ego last show, and to, to be honest, I can't even remember the discussion because it was about a month ago. But I know that – go ahead. Uh-huh. you remember? Hello? Y- yes. Do you remember? I seem to uh, – oh, yeah, I remember. It, it seemed like yeah. there was a little – Now, we didn't really get but, to the um, question that I was going to uh, – what, what is it for? Why? Why do we have one? Um, and how would you distinguish it from uh, your your true nature? Are they one and the same, or are they um, different? Okay. Well, when when we went into it, um, as I started off last time, it was a it, it's 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 a very complicated subject that's actually not complicated. And like you're asking here again, what is it for? And it's actually not a what is it for. It's something that is, um, it's, easy, it's, it's going to be easier to explain it in a way that people can try to relate to it. So imagine... Now we have cell phones that are computers and we have computers that are computers. And whether we have um, computers in a box or in a um, laptop or in an iPad or all of the different possibilities like like a cell phone, which is a computer, then you get into different operating systems. So... The first thing we have to I have to kind of get back to is defining the ego, and it'll make sense what the ego is for just from the explanation that ego is not just the state of the person or what type of ego state a person is inside of. Ego is actually um, like Microsoft Windows is a operating um, system and it's based off of lots of programs and lots of things working together in, um, in what's called a software system. And a software system has to be run on a system that can read all of the, um, all of the uh, it, it, it has to all be readable together by a um, hardware system for the software. So the two go together and they're integrated. Um, A human baby and a human person, all through the beginning, from the beginning that, and all, um, as, as, as the DNA starts to form the baby and the programs start to expand out, it's about, what the hardware is as the baby's 
the brain is being formed, and what are the programs being being run in the system. So why do we need ego is really – ego is the whole entire um, being that allows a person to have thinking, imagination, and um, – Communicate, you know, all of the things that communicate to the to the being, and all of the ways that we measure things all around us, all of our systems that tell us everything that's going on, whether they are um, mental or even what's happening on our skin, which is not happening in the brain. Um, the the ego is um, the entire human. Um, hardware system and the logic, logistics, and it, it, it's it's it becomes very difficult to wrap it all up into one thing since most people only want to know about how a person is thinking. Well, a person's thinking is related to how a person has the capabilities and the capacities and the brain, um, the, 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 the chemicals for the brain, the, the spinal cord, all of the connections going through the body and everything that a person, everything that a person is feeling from their toes to their stomachs to their, to, to their hearts from a physical level to the emotional states, all of the emotional states are ego so there's all these different programs that are running together, and that's why we need a centralized nervous system, a centralized brain function system, and default systems, um, and then the person also gets the cognitive um, cortex um, to run um, what the person actually is seeing while there's a lot of stuff that's going on that a person isn't monitoring. And that's your, your basic, your ego is a, a we, the, 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 the thing that ends up making a person, a person into an ego state is the same thing that controls um, how that person functions in the ego state. It's the same exact thing. And that's why we need it because it's part of us. Does that make sense? Hello? Yeah. It also seems to be, and it makes sense, yeah. Okay. But it, it, it seems like there's a... Lose, lose the connection there. No, it, it I had to think about it, because it has, mm-hmm. um, when I first brought up the subject, I called it autopilot. Um, because I thought of it that way, like it's some, it's a self-driving mechanism that you create through good childhood, good parentage, and that people with good egos are well-trained individuals. They act correctly in alignment with the universe, really. And then there's those who have egos that are formed against the universe. No? Or am I, is that too simplistic? Well, let, 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 
before we go into the human aspect of ego, since the human has added programs such as the program, um, the programs of, um, of, of recognizing responsibility, um, you know, the, the, What's your Empathy, value system? hatred, it, it, all of that value stuff is still part of programming. And you can actually, before you get into the human thing, we can look at a, a, a monkey or a, a dog or a dolphin and talk about the ego state of those animals. Yeah. And a cow. So a, a, a cow dog. has an ego. A dog has an ego, and, you know, there's going to be a certain amount that's going to be built into the dog if it becomes a feral dog. So then if, if, a, if a dog is born into the wild and it is um, like, a, like a dog or a lion and they become feral uh, and they become aggressive due to their eating habits, um, it, you have different types of ego states for all of the different types of right. animals according to according to what the programs are telling them, you know, if they are being eaten or if they're, if they're on the menu or where they are on the menu. And then it's really about hierarchy. And then we have a whole, you know, we have an animal kingdom that really shows um, that ego is different for everybody, for everything, each different animal according to their programming and their um, their hardwiring, their, the, the way that they interact, and how far it goes into their recognition. And that's why um, there's a lot of testing all the time on, at the National Institutes of Health. You know, the, 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 there, the, there's a lot of research. All, all of the research places are trying to figure out where um, mice, get their what what happens to mice and you know we, we you know what happens to animals you know during their lifetime and what they transfer onto their um from just one generation and how much is um transferred over through a thousand generations and then once um the 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 animal is born or the human is born what what we face, what changes us according to, you know, it's, the, the ego is very, is, is that complex that it is on the go. Um, it is, nothing escapes the ego. Everything that's being monitored goes through, you know, how we feel, how healthy we are. If we've eaten, um, you know, if, we, if we're feeling sick or ill or, you know, we just broke up with somebody or somebody just hated on us or if we feel vulnerable or we feel big or we see there's a lot of stuff that the ego is working on for each individual person. So it gets very complex defining the ego for a person. And then humans... We, we have the tendency to to look at the clouds and see a face, um, and the face is not there. So 
the ego is trying to make sense even of the clouds. It's, we're trying to make sense of a lot of things. And then we go into the imagination of people. And peop, there's a lot that's going on inside the imagination where people are capable of seeing things that are not there in reality. And people sometimes have a really hard time seeing things that are there in reality that are right there in front of them. And we have protection systems in our brain or recognition um, problems um, with with our eyes and cognition for what, you know, we have to actually check to see if what we are hearing is actually what we are hearing. And then you ask somebody a month later what they heard and everything changes. So then it's um, according to how um, people remember things and all of that is um, controlled by protection systems, all controlled by the ego and the ego. So we tend to minimize everything down to the word ego being somebody's state and it's not even though people have different ego states and we can simplify it in that fashion, um, people don't actually look out to what, what those states, what creates those states within the person and how they're created to, to the point where once somebody is, um, you know, doing something like, wrong or or what is seen as wrong. And then that's why the world is a really big mess with trying to figure out um, people's um, ego and mind. And the world likes to set up court. And when you have somebody, you know, suddenly go out and do what's, what's actually, you know, shouldn't be recognized as anything but what it is, which is horror, you know, the tragic horror. And then people try to go into a person's mind as to why they ended up going out and shooting up a bunch of people. And, you know, do people really need to go into an individual's state of mind for what were their intentions if you know that they're going to lie in court. So it it becomes very difficult to um, pick and um, work on the word ego um, because it ends up backfiring on on people since there's there's a lot of good things in – there's a lot of good things in all bad people and there's a lot of bad things in all good people. And then it's just really a, there's a lot, there's a lot going on in between. So it's a matter of who's who and where somebody is mentally and somebody can be as nice as can be. And suddenly they just have something happen over years that they don't recognize, and then they go into road rage, and you, you have a uh, you have somebody, you know, causing a car accident for no good reason than road rage. It's interesting that you the bring ego up. Basic... <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, but no, it's, no, 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 it's... no, no. 
it's interesting that you bring up that uh, those moments because to me those are moments where your ego becomes inflamed with anger and you and you essentially lose your freedom because you get so carried but, but away let's with say, let, let's, let's say it correctly um let's call it rather than your ego let's call it the state that you're in and Anger. your ego is just is just the thing where your state lives inside of and as your state changes from from what would be like an ego state to an ego state the ego is just the platform Right, but is it? I mean, isn't it? Isn't it the key to to enlightenment to to be able to step outside of that sphere of thought and to to see no, things from a more godly? No, not, 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 no, not not the ego. The, the the part that you're you know, um, and you know. People could probably argue that there's a different word for the platform, but whatever creates the ego state is the same programming that is in charge and controls um, people's, um, all of the emotions and all of the things that equal, equal or become a person's ego state. So it's all interconnected. So even and your spiritual really self is ego. Even your spiritual self is an ego-based system. Yeah. Right. So, so the ego, if you stub your toe, ego to the rescue. It's a human root system. Right, right. And, well, it's also and, if and you're... It's also, go ahead. It's also if you're not paying attention, it can, it can keep you alive. Well, it, it, it is all of the monitoring systems. Right. All of the monitoring systems have to, um, you know, if if you get in a car accident and um, your head gets unfortunately severed from your body, state is still working on the body, and it is still working in 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 on the head. And if, if it wasn't for the blood that stops and the heart stops and you have no more oxygen, but if you had something, if you had something that kept the blood going and kept the oxygen going, um, you could put the person back together. So, so there's people that lose their arms and there's people that lose, lose a limb and, you know, the, the the ego the ego is um something that's a little bit more complicated than what people can wrap their minds around since yes the ego is our thinking part and what we perceive but it is also the platform that allows us to do that and our hearts have neurons Actual neurons. So our hearts actually feel and have an act. Our stomachs too. Our skins also. So the skin of the, the the skin of a person is a brain, and people don't know that. It's a it's a, it's a, it's its very own special thing, 
And the spinal cord is, is its very own brain. So people that the whole that, body is a brain. Whenever you lose, is what you're saying. <laughs> well, separate. They're they're separate. They're they're, they're all separate. Uh, they're working they're, together. They're separate, uh, and they communicate together. And the communication happens through a centralized nervous system. And that centralized nervous system, it's not all connected by signals. And a lot of people think that we think through signals. And there, it, there, there's other things that work that are not through electric signals. And the body is um, recognizing things at, uh, um, at, at, a, at a high velocity where the signals can travel, um, you know, not through what would be considered straight paths. So something can jump through the skin, through the muscles, and right up um, the side and right into the brain, um, if the brain or right into the spinal cord, um, if the brain is no longer functioning and the spinal cord takes over immediately for the breathing, for, for, for whatever changes in breathing. And you can change, you can think yourself into changing breathing or your spinal cord can, cha- can take that away from you immediately. So anytime that, you know, when somebody, um, when somebody's, nerves or the nervous system decides that it's going to, it doesn't know if something happens to somebody's foot, it can start inflating the nerves everywhere. And if you pinch something in your back, there was nothing wrong with your back. All of a sudden you have a bad back the wrong way, but the body was trying to alleviate a problem in your foot and was basically telling you, stop, everything hurts everywhere, sit down. And people don't follow that the body is protective, but it's protective not from the brain, but from a, 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 a system that can manage from the skin or from something or, or, or from blood pressure dropping or from pain when you stub your toe or from a lot of different things happening. So that when a, when a snake suddenly bites you, um, your, 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 your brain is managing um, a, a lot of different things at one time, plus you either go into shock or you go into, you know, or you continue thinking through it according to how you've been, uh, how, you're, how, how, how much protection you've managed to be able to override by dealing with um, stress and pain and things like that. So you can bandage yourself or you can... You know, a long time ago, somebody got bit by a snake. Oh, they'd get their little knife. They'd cut a little X. They'd, they, they, they'd spit that stuff out. They'd wrap themselves up in a blanket, and they say, okay, here we're going on a little, let's see if the body will, you know, if I live through this. They didn't, you know, they didn't have hospitals a long time ago, and people knew how to deal with very difficult situations. Bear oh, yeah. attacks, um, fall, falling off of horses. That was that was that was normal stuff. That, that was not, you know. That, so 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 there's that's the ego. The ego is the the thing that ends up being seen as the state that you're in. But it's also the thing that's producing through all of the different accumulation of all of the information into it's allowing the executive to, producer. Correct. All and the and the executive 
goes all the way down to um, the, 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 the action. So as you act, then people talk about your ego state as you, as you act from the actionable, from the executive. It's that whole entire process is all together. So it's imperative. In, let's see, the point I'm getting to is that once you, once somebody becomes, um, their ego is formed, mm-hmm. it's very hard for them their to deviate. Their personality is formed. Mm-hmm. You know, once they're, that's actually a good, a good way to call it ego is personality because mm-hmm. to me it's, well, it is. Forms the, Mm-hmm. Right, ego forms. Yeah, it, it forms. is. It's the representation, the outward face. Right. So, so once you have the personality and you 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 look at the formation of the personality, it's not just a form, and it's not just formed. Each of those words are different. It's also the formality, and the formation of the, all of the different programs working into what's more important. So if you happen to be um, in the military and you're out in the war and you're trying to measure and you're on the front lines and you get shot, you know, two or three times, um, do you fall to the ground or does your, you know, what part of your, um, personality controls your cortex into saying, well, no, hold on a sec. I am not going, you know, I have to get my own self out of here because there's nobody else getting me out of here. And you, and, and you, 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 you try to, there's all sorts of things that are going on, you know, you know, who's going to, to just drop, who's going to try to get themselves out of there Who's going to try to protect other people while they're shot? Who's going to throw themselves on a bomb to save other people? Who's going, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot going on. And ego is all about the personality, the drives, the root system, and to the rescue all the time. And a lot of the times, rescue by the ego means do less. So when people become complacent, and they love their ego to be inflated, then they get into the um, ego to the rescue. Um, I, 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 I'm just going to sit and watch my video games, and this is a beautiful life. Life is good. Well, that's the root of addiction, so, 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 too, of all addiction. The, 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 there you go. And so it, it's really about... Um, at a certain point, how somebody wants to engage or is taught to engage or is forced to engage. And it's all about engaging and disengaging. Everything in life is about how people engage with life or disengage with life and whether they're engaging in healthy, a healthy relationship with life and they're being part of life And so I usually tell people that if you breathe, be committed. If you breathe, be committed. And a lot of people tend to um, relax and say, well, 
it, I, I, the, the, the less I have to do, um, that's what other people are for. If, so that I, so it becomes very, um, you, you know, not every one person cannot serve everybody, but everybody cannot serve one person. And unfortunately, we are in a world where everybody thinks that if they could be that one person that everybody else served, then you have a kingdom system. You have a king and everybody else is a subservient. And that is also created by the ego, ego to the rescue, into um, ego also allowing people to have the ability to either do something or to try to avoid doing things on purpose. And then you get into intention. So, no, people can actually, ego is not something that's driving people. Ego is the controller of the drive. And then people get to choose um, through whether people have no self-control or through life through adversity, through different things, people decide that they are going to and find a way to get a little bit of self-control, which then um, does not um, exempt or put the ego out of functioning. The ego continues functioning, and then you manage the thoughts that go through your mind and say, no, that's not my thought, and then you, you recognize what thoughts should be in your mind and what thoughts are... Uh, irresponsible or part of uh, of the growing thing that you're growing through that you shouldn't grow into and where you should grow and where you should go. And E is a go system. So where you go is all ego. Right, right. So you're like... Um... It's a, it's a, um, it's an artificial intelligence that's learning or should be learning on a continual basis to improve itself and to and be, we have a, it, and how many generations and how many generations have we learned from and through to the point that we are no longer artificial. Now, the, the, the very first humans coming into contact with the, the thing at the very beginning um, and, and, and not knowing what a plant is and touching a, you know, a baby, you, you know, not knowing when people didn't know what to eat yet, you know, it's amazing that people have survived to this point, but people had to learn very quickly what was um, dangerous and what, what, what gave you a stomach and what made you throw up and what was actually edible and how just learning how to cook things and, and making use of all of the different things, um, people had, you know, there, there was never any stupid people in the world. Just because people end up acting stupid is not an ego programming. That's, that's a personal, that's a learned disability. My question from, from personality about it has always been, though, where, where do you figure is freedom? I mean, does, is there true autonomy in this decision making or is it a function of how, how your ego has just been formed. Isn't that determined mostly what what you do? And therefore, you're not really choosing. As you're just sort of, you know, that's who you are, so you do X, Y, or Z. Well, you, you, get, you get choice. And you, you get freedom to choose. 
but you're still governed by being inside of this world or inside of your box, so to say. Um, so you don't get the freedom not to eat. You don't get the freedom not to breathe. You don't get the freedom to not take care of those things, the necessities in that way. And so you, had to, you have to feed your brain or your brain stops. You have to feed your lungs and your oxygen and your blood. And so it, it, the freedom, it, once a person is um, able to manage for themselves and they've gone through being a baby where everything is done for the baby to the point where they learn enough and they're feeding themselves, um, then they have to decide whether they're going to, you know, at that point there's, there's, there's a million different ways that it can go. You could be born into a rich family and sit there on the couch and never have to do anything, and life is good, except that you're not alive. Life is not good. So then people start, life is not good at that point. So. So for the most part, no, life is not good um, until um, you're good with um, with and among other people that are um, healthy. So so healthy, uh, you know, the, the ego and the self, you know, so most people confuse um, the self and ego as being together. But ego is the operating system and the software system, and self is a generation of the ego, but you cannot get to self without other. So you can, if, 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 if there wasn't, if there was only one human in the world, there would be no self. There would be no need for it. Because right. what, what would you communicate? Right. Well, it would have to be There's no communication to something. No, no, an, no other animal. <laughs> right. I Correct. Mean, it, no, no, nothing to, no, nothing to, right. nothing to have action and transaction and communication with things. So we are in a transactional world where everything is actions and transactions. Um, so if we're growing food to eat, we are interacting with the earth and with the ground. If we are interacting with the ocean, um, it's either going to swallow us up or we're going to fish from it and learn to swim within it. And so there's all sorts of um, things where, no, we are not free. There's no such thing as freedom. And anybody that's looking for freedom has to question whether they're looking for freedom from a responsibility for everybody aspect or an irresponsibility to not need to do anything for anybody aspect. Yeah, well, and at that it's, point you get you you go from the ego into something that is not ego but actually the state that exists inside of the ego and the states of being um healthy or unhealthy and they can be called ego states like egotistical and all that kind of stuff, but that's actually talking about um, what, the, what the ego is running as a program at the moment and right. whether people can actually then, like you're saying, is get out of their state and can actually think. So 
the point where they grow so that they are constructive to others. But if people are accustomed to just getting um, from their mothers and they're born and their mothers and fathers give them everything, why do they need to? Right. But there's also a, a, a very important function to these negative states, these negative ego states. They, and you, you have to kind of, you, I mean, life can't exist without some kind of pain, emotional pain. Well, well, a lot of those people, when their parents die, they end up spending all the money and then they lose everything and then they end up on the street and then they die on the street or somehow or another they start learning that they made a mistake somewhere of not learning how to be alive. Right. And, and, and not knowing where they're actually involved um, in a constructive way where they can survive in an actual way for their surroundings. And if you, if you live in a place where everybody has lots of money and everybody's entitled and everybody, you know, graduates um, high school and they get a brand new car or three, why not? And, and, and a helicopter, why not? And, and, and oh, and, and a house. And if, if, if you know, if you never need to try, what do you do? You go skydive, you know, you go see, you have to then find something that makes you feel alive. Some people it's, commit it's, suicide. Um, it's really, some, some, people, some people will commit suicide. Some people will take and run with it and become even more, more capable. And so it's really very complex as to who the individual is and what um, they heard in life or what they saw in life or what makes them, um, what drives them. And the, 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 the ego is formed and expands in the womb and people are um, ready uh, when they're children um, to take on the world. And some of them um, are just babied or like to be babied and it's, really very difficult since children are born with full personalities. It's an incredible thing to recognize how much was already placed there through the DNA as it unravels into um, the, the brain and into the drive, and then how much is influenced by the parent's own interactions between themselves and the mother's interactions with society and all of the stresses that go on. There's a lot of complexity there. But that doesn't mean that somebody um, that goes through everything easy um, to the point where they're 40 or 50 years old um, can't suddenly wake up. And then it matters whether they um, are woken up due to, due, due to changes out in society. Um, like, like, like look at the situation we're in now. We're in 2022. We're at the beginning of World War III and nobody recognizes it. The world is about to go through very serious problems. Um, this is something that nobody in the world is going to escape from because now we live in a society where everybody is connected through televisions, through iPhones, through Twitter, through, through, through social media. Everybody knows everything that's happening in the world and nobody is going to escape 
um, unless they just focus on escaping and not paying attention. And there's a lot of people that can do that very easily, attention to what happens out there. There's a lot of people that don't know what's going on. And is that a bad thing? Is that a good thing? Well, that's something that it's very difficult to answer at that point. First, first, uh, the thing is to figure out what the ego is and then a person's own identity, since now everybody is, um, even trying to figure out where their identity is and where their identity starts and where people's personalities, um, you know, how much control people have, how much, um, so, so the word freedom itself has to be defined and the freedom that you're talking about is um, from what I from what I heard, is the freedom to actually control yourself and the drives so that you're not just um, a, um, a, a product of a society without actually thinking through it. Well, unfortunately, there's very few people that actually think beyond um, the biases, the, 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 the bias that surrounds everybody. I'm incredibly biased. You're incredibly biased. It would be very difficult for me to just accept anybody and everybody in the world and work together with people that I just know I'm not going to be able to work with. But um, there will be things in the future where, like, like once the bombs start dropping, um, n- nuclear bombs, if nuclear bombs start to drop, Everybody in the world will have to reassess their world. If, 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 if it's just a protracted war, the, the, the war in Ukraine is not the, is not the war. The war has been happening since the beginning of the world, and it is a fight for control of everything. And we're going to World War III no matter what because everybody is still pushing from all sides into control, whether they're just even trying to remain free from the control of controlling um, countries like the United States. The United States is set on controlling the world while pretending that we don't control anything. While we have yeah, well, we're the champion of freedom. Every, we're, we're the champion of freedom, and everybody has to be free to our rules. And, and it's by our rules, so nobody is, is actually... So the question of is freedom really free since a lot, of, a lot of people go around saying, well, freedom isn't free. You basically have to die for it. No, a few stupid um, young people get thrown into it as cannon fodder, and the, and, and the people at the top that threw them, they go, well, you know, some people just have to die as long as it's not me and my children. So well, it's really about who's who. Freedom isn't free I mean, it literally means that you must murder people to have freedom. <laughs> well, somebody has to somebody has to bite the bullet for both sides. If you have to so, die and kill um, to have freedom. Well, you, you protection. Every country has to have protection, just like every father has to protect his family. So protection isn't um, something that's wrong. 
um, we live in the world where, you know, since there are animals and we eat them and they can eat us, and because we have people that like to control beyond just their own family dynamics, if it, if it was just as easy as everybody was going to be nice to other families, um, they're still eating each other's, eating their own family from the inside out for control. So you have children that are trying to control the parents from, a, from, from, from birth, parents that are trying to control the child, and then you have all the winners and losers, and you have a huge, by the time that you get into society, it's amazing the, the amount of complexity inside of like a United States with all of the different states and all of the complexities, um, it's actually not as bad as people think. But it, the really not, not bad, bad part it could is be. once you, it's not as bad as it could be except for once you actually create something that can actually kill people on a large massive scale and somebody happens to just itch for it, especially right now that we know that um, a nuclear winter would be kind of like, uh, you know, you, you're not actually attacking somebody else. You're just mutually obliterating everyone. Right. right. And, then, well. and, then the fall, and, and then the fallout is like, well, this is gone. No, actually, it could have gone a, a, a lot different, but it's only a few people that are making it go that way. And, and once you get that mass world momentum, there is no freedom for me to get out of whatever the world is going to put me through. Now the um... and, and, and there's victims everywhere. Yeah, I mean it, it's, uh, but there's a, there's always been a, um, the idea of solipsism in spirituality in the sense that what you're seeing on the outside is kind of mirrors somehow what's going on inside of you, so that. If you're if you're seeing a lot of headlines of war and death and destruction and your eyes are kind of drawn to it in a way like there's a war going on inside of you and you reflect it on some level well, no, and that no no there, if the war's going on in Ukraine trust me if if the war has been going on before Ukraine even happened if the war happened in World War II and the war from World War II is actually the same war from World War I and if the World War I war is exactly the same thing fighting for, 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 for commodities and fighting for um, territories as everything is being divided and once everything is divvied up you know we, we already got to the point where everything was owned a long time ago Right. And it's really the rich people that are positioning. It's all positioning. And the poor people that want to become middle class and the middle class people that want to become part of the rich. Um, so, so, you know, there, there's, no more, there's no more earth that's being produced. It was always just being divided. So the division started a long time ago, and it's exactly the same war 
um, of World War One, and before World War One, it was still the same exact war. It just hadn't grown into the larger, um, a, a larger situation like right now. If you go into a war with Ukraine, you can no longer just have a regional war without it being a world war. Of course not. You're right. I mean, everything is a proxy for the the world war that we're having. I mean, you could that, argue that, that that's coming. But that's coming. But you could argue that we already had World War Three with Russia the first time, and now we're in World War Four. But I mean, that's just um, the question. It's it, 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 it's it's a, it's World War One Part One Two Three Four Five doesn't matter. It's still right. it's still World War and World War without end. Right. So. So I think it's safe to say that there's a, there's a there's unenlightened egos operating that are causing this. I mean, that, let's just say everybody involved who had the control were suddenly replaced by higher-minded people. Would that, would no, that change the because, No, it wouldn't change the thing because those higher-minded people, unless they were not um, unless they were not controlled. Centered, And the problem is that when you have a society, no matter what society you have, um, if you talk about the continent of Africa or one of the, or one of the um, countries of Africa, the 50 different countries inside of Africa, or, or the separate, uh, any, any, all of the um, large land masses, it's still a collect any society that gets formed into the many different societies of South America or the United States or, or you know, there's a bunch of societies and you still have to manage it. And the best way to manage a society is still with an overall hierarchical system of what's considered a government. And if it's not a government, it's still a cartel. And if it's not a cartel, it's still a chief, an Indian chief, you know, that's head of the tribe. So w- w- no matter what tri- tribal system or social system, you know, you're still going to have um, the, the, the older or more intelligent or the different factions that are fighting. It's no different than a human body and the arm saying, well, because I, can, I have a hand, the hand is more important than the arm because the hand can do more things and pick up more things, but what can it do without the arm? So all of a sudden, the brain always takes the best things from the whole entire body and the body is made just to feed the brain. The brain thinks it's, that it's everything and that's why people... Um, get the idea that ego is a part of the functioning of the brain and the mind, and it's not. It's what creates and controls the whole thing. So um, the brain and the mind are a subcategory of the whole system, and the whole system, which forms the state into ego state, is still the ego or right. whatever name you want to give to the whole entire thing, then changes the name ego into that thing, and then it becomes whatever name you give it as right. that type of thing, states of the people's beings, states, personality states. 
Right, and 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 so, and far, so the business I've, of, I mean, the business of society, or at least of education, is to instill well-functioning ego. No, a, a, a well-functioning soldier, a submissive well, person. I'm sorry. Let's, let's distinguish. I mean, in the ideal society, not not the one we're currently in. But let's just say, if we had, <coughs> excuse me, if we had an ideal society where everybody right. was being constructive, that there would still be um, a, a a system where there would have to be some sort of brain and body of the brain system where you, you would have to have an organization of and management of value and thought to right. what is knowledge and where knowledge is stored and how you access that knowledge and how you verify that the knowledge is the best knowledge to be to to be best used for the individual circumstances that arise all around, whether internally or externally, or whether the individual or from a social, lots of individuals as a social um, system working together or trying to separate separate everybody so that everybody has their own ability to remain individualistic but the individualistic system in the United States isn't working um, since, you know, the capitalistic system of greed doesn't work. And it doesn't matter what type of um, financial system or, um, you know, bartering system, even if you don't want to call it a capitalistic system, even bartering is a capitalistic system. Anything where you're exchanging goods and you're trying to find the value um, of things, you have the problem that um, people can tend to think that their bananas are much more valuable than your neighbor's cow. When, you know, 100 bananas do not equal um, a a full-grown healthy cow, um, and if you have a, you know, matters how 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 healthy you know what you fed the cow on, <laughs> you know before you before before you go back to saying oh no the bananas are actually better because the cow was grown with all these hormones that are just going to end up giving me cancer, so it's really you know there there's a lot going on with just managing the value of everything that everybody's trading and what people are trying to eat. And everybody's trying to eat everything, and everybody's trying to get the best girlfriend, the best boyfriend, the best, the most beautiful person. Beauty is up for grabs as to who's more beautiful and who's not more beautiful. What are the um, traits? And everything has been changing over, you know, over the centuries as to what people imagine is the best anything. So value becomes very, um, we're, we're dealing, our, our ego, the ego of each person is managing um, quite a few things. 
Well, so where do you attribute your the development of your ego to? Do you do you think most of it was innate or that you well, acquired my, my, my state? You mean you mean my state of being, and I have many states of being, and my ego is always just there, running in the background, while I have the ability to become anything that I can imagine within some sort of box that I'm in, some sort of reality that I'm in, and how I engage with people and how I disengage with people. And then there's all of the uh, things of how I go about and gather. Um, You know, I, I no longer need to hunt because people do the hunting for me, so I have to appreciate that I can go to a supermarket and then it's just a matter of, you know, how long people are going to continue keeping that supermarket filled or I'm going to be in trouble. <laughs> and then how I, you know, how I manage to collect enough money to go and pay for the things that I need and how long into the future, you know. So everybody's dealing with a lot of things. But me, myself, um, as far as how I deal with things, um, I deal with things on a day-by-day basis. And I have a good outlook on life, so I don't really know how I, you know, how I manage my state, but I know that I have a lot to work with in my toolbox. Right. So but... it's really about, you know, pe- pe- people's abilities, um, and people can um, change their disabilities to abilities or abilities to disabilities. Um, by how they focus or how they relax their focus or how hard they are on themselves. And I like to not be so hard on myself because I know how difficult my ego has to work inside of a world where I have to work with people. So it's it's very it, – it's, it's, it's very – like like I like to look at the word ego as I go. Everywhere that I go is ego of everybody. So ego is actually missing a W. And ego really should be we go. Of course, that's the ideal. But I would like to examine the ego of the normal everyday American. Or the everyday Westerner. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> well, it, that's a, I think that's, it's. A, I think it's yeah, interesting to look at it because you can see where the maladies are. I mean, the first one is that incredibly selfish in a way that is actually detrimental to the self. No, um, it's it's not really selfish. It's irresponsible, which is a different word. And the words that people choose, um, it's very responsible for somebody to try to acquire and have as much as they can to, 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 to last them a certain amount of time. And so it's very difficult to say that somebody that's, that is so irresponsible towards others isn't being responsible to themselves if you ask them. So they're egocentric and they're, they're self-centered. And if you ask them, 
they have really good reasons. So it's very difficult to combat somebody who's self-centered and doesn't recognize others and only recognizes themselves because nobody else is going to help them. Well, that's why nobody helps anyone. So that person is um, self-deceived by their own self-interest and don't recognize everybody else. And all of a sudden, you don't get into, you're no longer in it to their own reasons. And that's a very dangerous thing. Well, it's, it, it's, better, so than, it's better than have, having everybody be sociopaths and not care whether, they're, whether they are. <laughs> so it's an improvement from well, that. Well, you, 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 you do end up with sociopaths with that system. Because the yeah, system right now that people have is to try to become as sociopathic, um, psychopathic, or narcissistic as possible so that you forget about everybody else and you build your kingdom. So everybody's on this big building their own kingdom pyramid scheme type of thing. It, it's, it's my pyramid, and anybody that helps me build my pyramid, that's all I think about. And that's why the, that's why the Western society is... Um, not actually a Western society. They are. They learned it from probably the Egyptians and the pharaohs. Everybody thinks they're a pharaoh in this world. Everybody thinks they're a king, and that's a dangerous. That's why the world is a dangerous place. They well, create, I think people think that they should be the king, and they're not. <laughs> but if you were you know, on the Christ level of thinking, you you know. Yes, you are the king, and you are, and you are the king instantly, and you don't have to, you don't have to uh, scrounge for it or kill for it. It's right there. You're the, you know, you're in the kingdom of heaven. Let, let's let's rename that. It's not a Christ thing because Christ is a um, um, Christ is Christ was a time a long time ago, and Christ had to be killed on the cross. Okay, so Christ already got killed. What you're talking about is the, the, the person, Jesus, on a personal level, where um, if Jesus is going out, what are Jesus's, what are the intentions of Jesus himself? And figuring out Jesus's intentions are very difficult um, for most people because most people don't actually understand um, the idea of selflessness in a world where the only way to love yourself is to not be selfless. Right. And selflessness is not um, separate from loving yourself. Loving yourself is a given. So Jesus did love himself completely. That doesn't mean he didn't have enough extra left over to help everybody that he saw. So the, the community, the, 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 the cohabitation, um, the, the, the need for self, is the actual need for others because without others there is no self. So we are in a community-based system and the idea of Jesus, since Jesus didn't even have to exist um, or die on a cross or anything for the idea to still be there, that people, that, that selflessness doesn't require a Jesus person or a religion um, anybody can do for themselves and be strong enough that if they can do enough for themselves, that they can do for themselves plus 
for others. And, there, there, you know, if, if there wasn't people doing enough, um, there wouldn't be food at the supermarket right now for me. So since right. there is food at the supermarket for me, then I need to do something that I make sure that it gets out to those people that are growing the food for me. Or it's not a system that's going to last forever because those people are not going to keep feeding me. Right, right. But um, the it's a system that I have to belong to. Absolutely, but it's you can Willing, see that committed that the way people are formed. There's a certain kind of dissatisfaction that I believe is taught. Um, I thought it might be rooted in you know the I I don't know if you ever your parents like your parents they never believe that you live up to your potential, right? They're, they're like, well, he's very intelligent. He, if he did X, Y, and Z, he would, you know, be here. But parents always see your potential as outrunning you all the time and you never really get there. And then that becomes sort of instilled within you as a, as the kind and of that- um, consumer they want. It's somebody who's never satisfied with themselves who's eternally dissatisfied, almost by program, right? Well, that's why that's why the ego comes to the rescue. And if you are egotistical, but egotistical constructive, not egotistical destructive, if you are egotistical enough, that you go out and say, well, I'm going to do something positive and I'm going to make sure that the positive is, um, is, is recognized by people that I don't know, then somewhere along the line I'm going to get feedback that what I'm doing is good by other people because they are going to reciprocate that. And in the world where we have um, you know, a, a money system, if I do something good for somebody else, they're going to pay me in, in, in cash or they're going to pay me in some sort of, in some form, um, repay me with kindness, repay me with gratitude, repay me. So everybody is um, getting paid for all of their actions. And even just paying attention to me is a form of payment. So if everybody recognized the value of getting paid, for things um, on a positive note, um, you do something and in return you get something positive, then you're you're inside of a constructive, you know, you don't need um, to to work off your your parents. Um, Your ego comes to the rescue and I really never cared what my parents thought of me. I I mean, I I, I appreciated Every time my parents said good job, which was never, I still appreciate every time they said good job, even though it was never, because I I, I, I learned from an early age that when I cut the grass, I did a good job, and I tried, and every time I cut the grass, the the line straighter, or I went to, to the effort of stopping and making sure that everything was cut to the way my parents were satisfied. They would not let me cut the grass unless they were satisfied with it, and they pushed me until they were satisfied with it. And I knew that when they couldn't find anything wrong, 
um, they were satisfied. And they always found more wrong things, but that doesn't mean that I didn't grow through the process to learn, oh, they're just looking for more stuff because they don't know how to appreciate and say, um, you did a great job, and that's their problem, not mine. Because then I took my skills and I cut other people's grass, and they paid me for it, and they said, hey, come back. I like the way you cut grass. Really? Why? Because you took the time to cut the line straight, and it all you didn't overcut the grass, and the grass grows faster when it's cut just the right amount, and it remains green, and it doesn't get burned. And look at everybody else's lawn. The, the, the sun's been beaten up. You know, the other people that cut the grass cut it too, short, cut it too yeah. short. All these different types of things. You actually took your time to think about it. Well, I took time to think about it because my parents were 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 harsh and nasty, and you know they they were trying to treat me right. And just because they didn't learn how to appreciate that I was putting in effort, I still recognized effort. So I did. I, people don't need to actually build themselves off of other people if they are actually doing things. And a lot of people do get lost because they don't actually start off by learning to work with their hands and they're doing things that are difficult to measure. Um, but any, anybody that hasn't um, cooked themselves a, a meal and hasn't cleaned up um, the bathroom and hasn't cleaned up their living room and hasn't cleaned, if, if a child hasn't cleaned up their own bedroom to begin with or, or, or tried to learn how to um, fix their own bed or, or, or do basic things, the, the, you know, parents have a certain amount of responsibility to teach children, but children have a certain amount of responsibility to breathe and to be committed themselves. And that's a personal thing, and that's a value thing. And some kids n never have a reason to lift a finger. And that's um, a self-inflicted problem that the ego is over-correcting over and over-analyzing and telling somebody, no, you don't need to do anything because you're a king already. Why do anything else? That is the ego um, overprotecting, and overprotectionism is why we're in a world of problems. Well, yeah, and then there's also the sense of that I think what gets instilled is that happiness is a material thing, and that unless you achieve a certain kind of capitalistic success, you don't deserve to be happy. And even when you do, you're still not happy and you don't know why. Yeah, but that's that's just a child that was never a child to begin with. And that's an unfortunate thing for the child to have never actually... That's most people. Um, that's most people, but that's, that's, um, that's, that's unfortunate all, all over the place. But that's really, um, that's something that, parents have children and the parents weren't ready for the children and the children grow up and have parents and become parents. By the time you go through a certain amount of generations, you know, what, what type of children are being born is really 
um, you know, it's you're not going to change it by telling people that they are bad or wrong for being that way. Okay. You're only going to change it if you give people information on how to start trying to recognize that there's a little bit more involved with life than the happiness that they've um, been taught, which is money, health, and then build everything up so that one day you can pay the cardiologist for your heart attack. Well, that's the thing is that the self-inflicted cancer. You have these men that are like, you know, men we know who are very rich, but they're and they're old. You know, they're in their eighties, whatever, seventies. Rich and unhappy, they will die, never having laughed or smiled honestly. Everything is a, everything is about (laughs) what I have. Um, but it's never enough. Good for them. Yeah, but they, I, they they I, they are very happy in their bliss, um, like a Warren Buffett, um, very happy in his bliss. Um, the only the only person that's going to have a chance to think about things is um, Boris Johnson, who um, today yeah, resigned. Um, resigned and. He was on top of the world a year ago. He's been on top of the world, and he never saw this coming. This is like life is coming at him, and now he's got to, you know, he never really recognized that he didn't know anything, that he never actually made something out of England that he promised, even though he went over the promises. Oh, yeah, we're working. He worked to be a partier, and everybody knows him as a partier and somebody that just doesn't give a shit. Right. He he just wanted a position. Until, and and it's not about him being bad. That's what he learned, and that's exactly what you're saying. And so some people get a chance in life to learn um, by life hitting them in the face. And so everybody, all of the people that you talk about that have a lot of money and they're old, they actually know who they are. They actually know what they are and they don't want to, they do not want the game to end because they don't want to face what they are. That's a very scary thing for people. And they will go to their graves knowing that they, if, if there is a hell, um, even hell doesn't want them. <laughs> well, the because they the, people grow, pe- people become hell on earth. Right. Well, but the money they, that they it, it acquire becomes, becomes be, the the money that they acquire is 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 hellish. They it gives them more. It, it's why Jesus said the it's easier for a rich man to get in or something about the eye of the needle and a camel, but that a rich man is, it's very hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And I always thought of that as like, you know, I'll tell you what I thought about it in a second, but what do you think that means? 
Well, it's not about money. It's not about how rich somebody is. Like, if everybody worked together so that everybody was rich, there wouldn't be a problem with everybody having everything. Does that make sense? But you think that's possible? You think that there's a society that exists that could exist like that? Well, it would defeat it, it would it would defeat the idea of God if God was all powerful and God could not manage or handle his own power and the ability. So if there is if there is a God for all of those people that question it. I don't question it, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about if there is a God, then a God who can create the heavens and the earth and all this creationistic creation can then create everything and anything that it needs. It's no, it's self-sufficient, right? So if God can be self-sufficient and doesn't need anything from anybody else, and if God creates, if it's God from God where God creates God, then all of a sudden you have a, you have a kingdom of God, with, which is a kingdom which houses more than one God, or it wouldn't be a kingdom of God. It would be a unkingdom of God. It would just be a God in his own little selfish, well, it, would be, it would be meaningless. nobody else. It would be meaningless. So... So, you know, basically, if, if, you, if you had an atom and you had a God creating an atom and you have different beings, then all of a sudden the kingdom of God has to be filled with a lot of people unless all of these people just happen to be alive and then they disappeared, but there's no life after death. But the whole Jesus idea is that there's life after death for everybody. That means that there's a lot of different people. All of a sudden, if you have a kingdom of God with lots of different people, then everybody has to share power. And so it's not about how much power or how much money everybody has. It's about how people are willing to share of themselves with others. It's still the whole entire self, selfless idea. So in this right. world, it's really, not about, it's really not about the money. It's about how um, people that are set in wasting all of their time to become as wealthy as possible and forget about everybody else, they are sitting in a chair and they make everybody else carry the chair, but they never lift, they, they never lift themselves out of their own chair to carry their own chair, let alone carry anybody else. So all right. of a sudden they are already on top of the mountain with nobody else. They are, they're, they're held. Right. They, they, they end up, they, they, people choose in this life to become agreeable and selfless enough so that they can, if, if yeah. there is an eternity with God, it's not about happiness. It's about somebody be, if it's about somebody being able to be accepted by God to live with God. And somebody is willing to accept God as somebody to live with. At that point, it's really not about who's more powerful. Power and money are not the issue. 
It's about how people are willing to live with one another um, through acceptance. And would right, you and accept I... living with a God of he... if he was all-powerful and, and, and had everything and you had nothing? Well, you'd accept it if he shared. But the kingdom. But if you just took everything, and if you just, if you just took everything and didn't, if, if there was no, at that point, if there's no back and forth transaction where it's, you know, two people working together, you know, God doesn't need anybody. That's not willing to be constructive. Right. Well, the. The, the kingdom of heaven, I would argue, is because he he often these asks like, "Where's this kingdom of heaven?" And he says, "It's right here." So my always, I always took that to mean that it's it 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 consists in your outreach, in the sense that to the extent that you are engaging other people on a continual basis, is that the extent that you are residing in the kingdom of heaven and if to the extent that where you're withdrawing and not doing that is you're going to hell or is, is that does that make well, sense you're becoming hell you're not you're not going yeah. anywhere it's right already here you're, you're part of it so since it's already here it's really it's really how you grow and what you choose in this life and it's lies and you every single second is a second chance so everybody can grow up um, totally wrong and totally bad and, and totally self-centered. And it's really about all of the chances that people are given to change that. So this is an opportunity for everybody. Not everybody picks up the opportunity, but what can you do? Right. But it's a put your finger on it in the sense of what the way to snap yourself out of maybe, I mean, maybe this is one route to do it, to snap yourself out of that misery that comes from being so self-centered that you don't see even the value of another person um, that by engaging other people, you, you start to understand it better because you're, you're making the effort. Like you said, relating, talking to people, being and, involved, and not, the, and the the effort would only be able to come from where your heart, ego. Well, for sure, yes. Because only the ego would allow it to happen. Right. So for and the ego to. And, the ego has to digress enough for the heart to start. What you call and the, heart. And once the, the ego heart, makes that decision, it's going against what it's been doing. It changes no, it, it changes the nature of itself. It. Yeah, well, it's not actually going against it. it I'm explaining it. Um, most people think, most people will will hear what you just said and and the way that you said it, and you just went from ego to the heart when the reality is that our physical 
physical pumping has nothing to do with the heart that you're talking about and the heart that you are talking about into being as a um, empathetic feeling um, recognition of others is still part of the ego and the ego that allows it to happen is because the ego starts not being in fear of others, but sees others finally as value. And when you start valuing all of the people that put the food into the refrigerators at your, at your local Costco or your local um, Trader Joe's or your local shopping center, and all of the different things, when everybody, if, if everybody recognized this, the people that are um, cleaning, every, cleaning up the trash for everybody, those are the people that need to be celebrated for making it easier for the people that can think to do their jobs. Then all of a sudden you would have a, um, you'd have a capitalistic system that actually worked with moving capital around, capital around to benefit all of society. Then you would have um, a government for the people. And all of those wonderful things that people's idealistic visions of a society um, or a country that is for the people, by the people, why doesn't it happen isn't because of, um, you know, heartless people. It's everybody has the opportunity to grow um, on the inside, their ego state to being um, responsible, um, heartfelt. Um, even if somebody is egocentric or egotistical, um, they can actually be selfless um, at the same time. It, it's just a matter of how people um, digress into recognizing. Um, so, you know, I, I am very, very arrogant, and the arrogance is not killing me. I am very, very confident, and the confidence isn't hurting me as long as I'm using my confidence and my arrogance for the benefit of others also or even others first, according to how strong um, my arrogance and my confidence is. And that's why you have some people that their arrogance and their confidence, um, people would not think of um, Martin Luther King as an arrogant, confident person. Anybody that knows God, anybody that knows God personally is arrogant and confident. As soon as somebody says, what, are you God? Well, a couple weeks ago, there, there there was a lady, and you know, she, I was helping her with some things and talking to her about her, um, her. She had some some back problems, and I was trying to help her, and she, um, you know, she had the problems. She she had all these problems, and I told her that she loved her misery. And she's like, she immediately attacked me and said, well, how do you know all this stuff? What, are you God? 
and she 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 was she was Muslim, and I'm helping her, and we're talking. You know, she's talking about her point of view of God and everything, but that has nothing to do with her back. So she has to fix her back for her health, and I'm explaining to her those things, and she asks me bluntly, "Are you God?" And how can I say no? So I said, "Why, yes, I am. If I." If God created the world, then I'm a product of God, then I'm within inside of some part of God, then I, even if I'm just a little drop of water, is the ocean not still all, is, is, it's the whole drop of water in the ocean thing, am I still not part of the whole God thing? So at that point, are we having a philosophical quest, a, a, a philosophical conversation, or do you want to fix your back? And she's like, you just said that you were God. Well, you know how that's going to come off. Of course. Arrogant. Yeah. Crazy. Who the hell do you think you are? It's a good pickup line. God. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you want do you, do you want me to tell you how to fix your back for free and continue um, helping you out because I, I I don't charge for it or do I or or do I just like God doesn't need to have us sitting here asking who God is He doesn't show up for a reason Nobody on earth deserves to. Um, you know, nobody deserves to have God show up unless God chooses or decides to show himself to anyone. And I just happen to be one of the lucky ones. <laughs> but it comes it comes at a cost. You know, it, it, you have, you, people have to work for others, and every time... There's a nice person. Everybody takes advantage, and then they only look for the flaws. And all of that is based on ego. And the protectionism is um, a given. And it's that's of the United States, uh, Americans, and we're in trouble. We're in trouble. Yeah, well, that's guns um will guns and bombs are going to be produced at a faster rate for the rest of for the rest of the for, for the rest of the foreseeable future. Yeah. Well, we can I mean there's always going to be a core group of of people who are and the enlightened ones in the society, and they're going to carry it through the dark ages. I mean, we, if you, I've been I've been looking at ancient history a lot recently, just reading about it, and just how many dark ages that we we went through as humanity, and then we we always kind of managed to come out of it into a you know a very you know an age like right right now, and it seems like from what you're saying is that. We're about to enter another dark age. No. And I don't mean to sound like, oh, my God, no. Look at it this way. 
dark ages, there was it was not it was not enlightened, and there wasn't large kingdoms with kings and militaries and things like that, and it was the dark ages, but there was pockets where people were just able to farm the land and live nice, healthy lives. So right now, I consider myself going through the dark ages. Because where do you find healthiness? You don't even find people that can just be happy in their little farm somewhere without all of the um, all of the financial problems and the stresses of who's actually able to um, you know grow food without you know the added pesticides and hormones and all that kind of stuff and that whole problem and if you're going to start producing healthy food and organic stuff, then there's people coming out to your place to make sure that you're actually doing because how many, you know, only what, 10% of them are actually probably growing organic food compared to 90% of the people that say that they're growing organic food but are cheating because they can just, because it's about profit. It's about profit margins over, um, it's not really about, being about, healthy for the other for for, for what it's about maximum eat. yield. It's yeah. about maximum yield, and it's about what crops will do the maximum yield. And it's no longer about, you know, how do what, we what's the best for the body? Yeah. Everybody actually gets a balanced diet, and there's enough to go around. That's not that that we don't live in a healthy society like that. So we are not in enlightened times if you can't actually be enlightened enough to actually sit down to a good meal without where did it come from and if, 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 if you know I, I, I don't live in an enlightened in an enlightened um, age because I don't own a farm I do not know how to grow animals and kill them myself. I do not know how to um, grow the right type of vegetables. Um, I'm not that person. So that's not really very enlightened. I know a lot of things. Like I can solve all the world's energy problems right now. <laughs> well, you, you might it, you might keep <laughs> this war from happening if you if we can introduce this thing. Uh, no, because the war has to happen first. The house has to burn down before the people at the top recognize that there's a problem. Oh, man. Okay. No, no. I know the wealthiest people around this area. I, I've been with them. They, they, I, 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 very wealthy people. And, um, They would not help me if their life, their family's life, their children's life, anybody's life associated to them depended on it. They they need to um, keep every dollar and build up their pyramid, and it's it's all about their pyramid, and that's all they see. So, um, no, the the, the world, um, you know, will not stop until the whole entire thing is burning down. 
and that and that's I don't have a problem with that. You know, if, if the world burns down, there's people are still. You know, if if I survive, then people are still going to need the solutions. Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. Is that okay? So we're in the dark ages now, and but we're descending into darker ages. <laughs> dark, darker ages. Darker ages, yes, because once you destroy all of the manufacturing that has kept people on life support, um, right now everybody that can't grow their own food is on life support. Once you start taking away the food systems on purpose, because a lot of this is being done, the um, geopolitical um, strategizing and you know, the United States and Europe and Russia, you know, all of the, all of the um, different countries are, you know, they're, they're doing all of these things for control and on purpose to control whatever um, groups or, 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 you know, whatever bodies of it's called low-cost labor, and China used to be the low-cost labor, um, in the, the lowest-cost labor with the largest um, labor force. And so, in the 1980s, um, they were working. They, they were still in paddy in rice paddy fields, and there wasn't any Coca-Cola, and you know, any Coca-Cola cans anywhere in China. And look at how how far it went. It, it, China went in 40 years. Look at the change. I mean, no nobody has seen that type of growth. And now people want to try to see if there's another option, like with India. And will India just suddenly start becoming the slave, the slaves of the world? Absolutely not. If they start manufacturing up, they're going to charge full price. That's why you don't see India coming online as quickly as people would like to hope that, oh, we can just change, we, we can just um, move all of the factories from China over to India, and then the Indians will be subservient. No, it's not the 1980s any longer. So now yeah, you're not going to find situation. a new subservient. Though that was a unique situation where China was at the right time, at the right place, and they needed to get out of. They needed um, people were trying to climb up into having um, some form of living, but not way out um, in, in, in their in, in their desolate situation. Right. And everybody was trying. You know, they were just starting to form cities, and everybody was trying to run into the cities because in the cities you could suddenly start having some sort of idea of what's called the middle class, which was being introduced to them, and they were getting all of, these, uh, all of this propaganda of if you, if you build these big cities, you end up having a society like the United States and Europe. Well, now well, they it, have those big cities, and empty. all of the big cities in China are going to collapse. Well, there's it, what's interesting too is that it seems like capitalism always does best when there's just this huge supply of slaves 
and then you know literally it was slavery and then it, it now it's kind of this outsourcing slavery that it's been relying upon and that's a little, that's kind of running out what? is what you're saying slavery is second the first thing that a capitalistic society needs is raw materials and free fuel so in the um 1800s when you started having um, the, the, the oil and the different fuels. Um, so you had 100 years of indo- industrialization where people never um, thought of, you know, what burning everything that you could find could do. And now that there's these ideas that, that there's, um, that there's uh, ecologic problems and that the world isn't quite as large as everybody thought where you can just cut down all of the trees and just start, um, you know, killing everything off, that all of the animals, and just replacing it with um, um, cows, whether, you know, you know whatever type of um, uh, meat-producing, um, you know, basically the meat industry and, and, and supplying the meat industry with, um, you know, all of the grains for, for, for that specific industry, um, the, the, the world, even if there wasn't a oil problem, um, would run out of oxygen by cutting all of the trees down. And, you know, people are having a problem with um, Brazil cutting down the Amazon. Why shouldn't right. they cut down the Amazon? You know, why shouldn't they do whatever they need to do financially because that's what that's where profit is. And if the United States could do the industrialization for the last 100 years and Europe could do it, Africa yeah. and right. India and South America and Brazil and once all of the world and China, now, the chi- now China needs air conditioners and, and, and Tesla automobiles and batteries for a whole, for, 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 a, for a billion people, you know, you know they're going to you know you can exclude four or five hundred billion people, but you know I, I mean four or five hundred million people, but you know at least a billion people are going to need everything to the standard of a middle class United States, and then China, uh, uh, you know all of Asia, India, South America, Brazil. Now that everybody wants a middle class um, uh, uh, idea. If the middle class idea was having a farm and growing your own food and not relying on television and all of the things that keep people on life support, right now everybody lives in in hospices. They're called apartment buildings. And people go there, and if they don't actually do enough you know, for the people that grow the food, um, you have a, you you have a, you, you have way too many captains, and not enough, not enough ship hands to feed all of the captains. All of a sudden, you have a top-heavy system. And if people study business, people that study business, you know, rec- should recognize that there, you you have to have only a few people running a, a business. And you have to have a, a management system, 
and lots of people at the bottom that are producing the products. Once you have too many people at the top and not enough people producing products that can, that can float the whole thing, um, the ship is top heavy and it sinks. So, the, so right now the world is top heavy with too many people trying to be middle class and not enough people. There is no new um, slavery population. Yeah. The slavery population ended in the 1980s and 90s. And now that China has more capacity for manufacturing, now what can you produce with all of that manufacturing? Um, but people haven't done enough of the um, of, of getting of the world because it doesn't produce as much money. Now people are going to start going hungry. There's going to be mass starvation, and everybody's still going. Everybody thinks that the world's going to be solved because oh, we're going to have AI. The AI is not a possibility. There is no possibility for artificial intelligence to think beyond a worm. A simple earthworm has more intelligence than the AI, um, all of the hopes for robotics out there, all of the singularity, all of the things where people think that they're going to have a little computer telling their brain something. You cannot get an AI simulation um, to, to produce something that doesn't look like um, like like a really bad. I mean, I mean, it's it, it's you know just just because AI can take some pictures and randomly come up with a new picture, you're, you're never going to get AI to produce a regular movie that you produce with Hollywood, like with actors, where it's got a script and it's functional. So. If you can't even get to um, making fake reality AI, um, you're not going to get AI to produce anything. So AI is, you know, that's what everybody's hoping that AI and fusion energy solve the problems of the world. There's going to be some miracle breakthrough. Um, no, there's not. There's going to be World War III and then how to pick up the pieces after it because we are now going into this next year where the, the mass starvation, um, it, it's going to start increasing. It's going to start becoming more exponential. And if people start hoarding, the, the more that it starts, the more that countries are going to start hoarding or stopping the, the selling of their materials and their foods, which they're going to have to keep for themselves, and the energies, which are going to start no longer being just sold without elevating prices. And it sounds great because the United States is going to see their stock market go up artificially when the stock market in China and Europe go down and they t the, the, the Europeans and the Chinese and the other, the other place their money out and put it over into the United States stock market, even though they know that they're going to lose a certain amount, so everybody's trying to buy up the property, and that's why the property values are going up, and it's all artificial. Right. There, there, there's no actual gaining of, there's no actual production of new tangible assets that are valuable, and nobody needs a stupid robot. 
Well, listen, uh, I think we got to wrap it up here, but I think you've given a good uh, idea of where we're headed now. Maybe we could talk about next time what what can be done. Right. The beauty of ego, yeah? Yeah, it is a beautiful thing, and, and I think you've explained it very well, so I appreciate it, and... Um, Thank you, and we'll talk next time.